Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dean Rogers. Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. Today, I've got the one and only Mr. Brent Daniels. What's up, Brent? Come on. I am so excited. Dean, you are incredible. I love your podcast. I love your show. I love all the content that you're putting out there. Um, you are the Travis Kelsey of wholesaling. <laughs> dude, I will take that. I will take that, dude. Uh, thanks for saying that. Uh, man, we're going to have fun today. We're going to give yep. so much value. Guys, if you're just jumping into this right now, don't leave. This is going to be so much value that your mind might explode while listening to the show. So we uh, we can't be held liable for the, the brains that are sprayed all over the place, but there's guaranteed going to be value here. Guys, if you don't know Mr. Brent Daniels himself, Mr. TTP, talk to people, Mr. Wholesaling Inc. He's a multi-million dollar wholesaler in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. He has personally coached over a thousand wholesalers. He's helped tens of thousands of people. 3,000, uh, Dean. 3,000. Holy Personally smokes. over 3,000. The team's got to update that note. That's a that's a big jump. Over 3,000 wholesalers. And you've yep. helped tens of thousands of people, including myself, uh, just from all the knowledge you share with your, your podcast. You have your Wholesaling Inc. podcast. You also have Wholesaling Hotline that you're – you got so much content. You guys got to go to his YouTube channel. Check out Brent Daniels there. He also has live events. You can't miss those either. Guys, just value oozing everywhere, okay? Uh, he, he's a natural leader. He also, you know, he combines his passion helping others with his high energy, don't wait around for business attitude. He's going to help you crush your wholesaling goals as quickly and easily as possible. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to drop insane value here today, guys. Uh, if you want to connect with them, you guys can always connect with them on social media too. Real Brent Daniels on Instagram. Oh, baby. Let's do this, man. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right. See you on the show. Let's get oh, into this. Enough, right enough into of it. the nonsense. Enough of the setting the table. Let's get. Let's put the yep. meat and potatoes on uh, on here. All right. Let's do um, it. I love this. I love this business. This business completely changed my life. Uh, discovering what wholesale real estate is took me a long time. I started in this business, Dean, in 2004. It took me until 2013 to really understand what wholesaling was. And over the last 10 years, uh, my life has changed uh, in, in so many different beneficial ways. But you can you can, you can accomplish all of your real estate dreams and goals if you learn how to find discounted properties, if you learn how to communicate effectively with motivated property owners. That's and it, that's man. what I want to talk about on the show today, because really there's nine parts to this. And if you figure out these nine parts, you're going to be set up. It's the foundation. It's the skeleton. It's the scaffolding of your real estate investing journey. And if you, if you get all these nine things knocked out, you're going to be absolutely unstoppable. So do you mind if I, if I just kind of go into it? Don't mind at all. I just got to add this for those that are not watching. Mr. Brent Daniels has a massive led screen behind him where he is basically on a football field. He even has a football on his desk. Uh, we're both football guys. That's our backgrounds. And uh, in person, Brent, you are, you are jacked and super strong. You're like, you're like a rhino. So uh, don't, get out, get out of the way. If Brent Daniels is running down the middle, clear the path or you're going to get trucked. So that's right. That's right. This <laughs> is just, this is just a nod to you, the super athlete that you are. So um, listen, don't overcomplicate when you're starting out in this business. Don't overcomplicate that you have to know and understand everything and get stuck in the education loop. This happens all the time. Remember this. It's not education plus action equals the results. Okay? It is the action plus the results 
is your education. Okay. Mm. So after this podcast, you can go out right away and start taking massive imperfect action and find really great opportunities and start building up your pipeline of opportunities. And, uh, and, and it breaks down to these nine points. And really, if you put them into three like titles, three headers, the first header is lead generation. The second header is conversion, and the third header is exit strategy. And Dean, jump in anytime if I'm not being clear on anything. But I just want to get this out and just start like going through this with you because I'd love to 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 get your thoughts on it as well. But with lead generation, there's only th- this is the engine of your business. You can know every strategy there is. You can read every great book from Pace Morby and Robert Allen and Robert Kiyosaki and all of these real estate investors that are so great at writing all of these great books and listening to this podcast and going on YouTube, but without leads, there's no movement. There's no action. So we start with lead generation. So the, the natural question is, well, how do I generate great leads? How do I find these motivated sellers that I can help out? And there's only three ways. Okay. This is the first three of the nine that we're talking about. Number one is you can go out and buy those leads. You can buy the conversations. You can go out and put traditional marketing out there, whether that be direct mail, whether that be pay-per-click, whether that be TV, like you and I do, Dean, whether that that's just, you are paying for somebody to call you. It's phenomenal. It works. It's the best leads, but it is expensive. You do have to have a budget and you don't really have too much freedom of schedule. You have to answer those calls live or have somebody else on your team answer those calls live or you're going to miss out on some great opportunities. So the first way is just traditional marketing. The second way is to become the guy or gal in your marketplace that everybody knows buys houses. That's the guy, that's the gal that buys houses. If, if, if I'm a real estate agent, I'm going to send all my referrals to this person, this company. If I'm a friend and family, if I'm another investor, whatever it is, you build up a reputation in your marketplace that you get referrals. And referrals are phenomenal because you're usually not competing with other offers. You're usually the only one negotiating with the property owner and there's no cost to it. The downside, again, is do you have flexibility of schedule? No, because if you get those referrals in, you need to respond very fast, very, very fast. You got to respond or they're going to go to somebody else or they're going to think you're not very serious, Uh, but they're wonderfully profitable and it's a great way, but you have to, it takes time to build up a reputation. You have to be very loud on social media. You have to be very loud with your friends and family. You have to go to all the networking meetings and meetups and be really active in Facebook groups and just build that reputation. Over time, you're going to get some consistent deals. The third way The way that I love the most, Dean, is to earn these deals, okay? This is the the way that most people have to start because we don't have huge marketing budgets. We don't know how to really go into these appointments and be able to um, negotiate as well as some of the more experienced investors that have been around. And so how do we how do we get in front of property owners where there's not multiple offers on the table and we can do it on our own schedule and it doesn't cost that much? Well, you got to be proactive. You got to pick up the phone and talk to people. Mm-hmm. You got to pick up the phone and talk to people or you got to go out there and knock on doors. That's it. I mean, you can kind of put text message marketing in that mix because you're initiating the conversation, but that's kind of getting a little wiggly these days with the carriers blocking a lot of those opportunities. So that's the three ways. That's how you start out generating your leads. So what are you going to do? Do you have a big budget? Are you, are you familiar with sales? Do you know how to, is, do you love going on appointments and doing all these things and, and being able to negotiate with people? Then marketing's the way to go absolutely all roads lead to marketing eventually the second one is the referrals do you have time to build up your reputation or are you just chomping at the bit and you want to go out and find an opportunity right now you know what i mean and if you're Mm -hmm. if you want to find an opportunity right now you need to pick up the phone and you need to talk to people or you need to go out there into the streets and knock on properties uh, that that are showing signs of distress i love that guys that's broken down so simply and and i say this over and over and over again to my students too is comes down to two simple things. You got to find deals and negotiate deals. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the two most valuable skill sets that I believe you can possess and learn. And if you do, you hold the keys to the kingdom. Yep. If you know how to find the deals, which no one seemingly can find, and you know how to negotiate them and how to talk to people, you have what everybody is looking for. And now you can that, you can write your own story, right? That's it. And And, and if you look at it, you talk about how do you find these deals, right? You you want to make sure that you're spending your time solving the problems of of these property owners that that can't necessarily solve them themselves. You know, you're not talking about these beautiful houses that are totally remodeled and and nobody has any kind of financial distress or emotional distress or anything like that with the property. Those that's that's most of the sales. That's 90 to 94% of the sales. I'm talking about the 6 to 10% team. 6 to 10% that the US census the 2020 US census says is uh that properties are in some sort of distress 6 to 10% depending on your marketplace properties are in distress at all times so let's look at that there's 143 million properties 143 million residential properties in the United States we're talking 10 to 14 million properties 10 to 14 million opportunities every single year. I am telling you there is no competition out there because there are more opportunities than there are us. That's an absolute fact. That's an absolute fact. So what you do is you focus on those six to 10% of properties that are in distress or in they're they're motivated. And then you have a conversation and make an offer. It's the, the business is so simple. And I think we overcomplicate it because we want to think that it has to be harder than it is. The reality is, and where you said, I love it, the, the strategy you love most is you got to earn it. Most people yep. aren't willing to earn it. They're, they don't want to pick up the phone. They don't want to go knock on the door. They don't want to do the hard work consistently. They want to do it for a week and feel like they gave it their all. And then sure. they stop. So how can people break through and actually get the result? What's How can they get through that threshold? One thing only. If you don't have this, there's no way. There's, there, there's no path to success. The first thing you have to do is you have to find your tribe. You got to find your community. You got to find your group of people that are doing this business. Because if you try to do it on your own, your motivation runs out. It is a flash in the pan. But if you're around other people that are doing this on a consistent basis, you will inherit their discipline. Yep. And discipline takes you places motivation can't. It's mm-hmm. an absolute fact. So you have to find your tribe. You have to find people that are doing this work. Because the fact is, you could be inspired by it. And you could be you you could be pumped up, and you could be going and taking some action, and then you're you're so you have so much energy, and you're talking to your friends and your family, and you're telling all about you want to go find these great deals and what you're doing. And I am telling you, they will look at you with glossed over eyes. They'll just be like, "What are you talking about?" And then all of a sudden, you're just kind of like, "Oh, I guess I don't really have an outlet to really be excited about this." Find your tribe. It started out. In the early 1900s, Dean, with the industrial age, right? And then we got into the information age, and now it is the social age. It truly is the social age. And you can be you can be a part of a community. You can be a part of a tribe that is going to cheerlead you and uplift you and pull you ahead. But that's the difference, Dean. The, de- the, the, the difference between the people that just kind of dabble in this, kind of stick their toe in the water a little bit, and the people that really change their lives financially is making sure that you're connected with an incredible community. And that's it. And I'm telling you, I am telling you without a doubt, if you talk to enough people and you make enough offers, you will win 100% of the time. It is undefeated. Undefeated. You just can't give up. Too many people give give up too soon. That's it. Well, you can't give up if you've got other people doing it. Because you're part of the you're part of a group that's that's going out there doing special things. So find that special group that's doing special things and and you will you, and and then you will you will naturally it, it's like osmosis it will just get into you into your psyche into your brain and it'll be part of your life and you're going to want to keep succeeding keep being around these people. 
Yeah. So that's how you go and find the leads. All right. The second part is conversion of those leads. And that breaks into three parts, right? It's great to have the leads. Leads are wonderful. We can hold on to them and feel warm and fuzzy about these leads. But unless they turned into a signed agreement, nothing happens. All right. And the ways to do that is number one, you got to pre-qualify every single property owner. And if you're ever nervous about wondering what to say to a property owner or what questions to ask or how the conversations could go, or is this a good conversation versus a bad conversation? Just remember the four pillars of pre-qualifying every single property owner. Number one is the condition of the property. Number two is their timeline to sell that property. Number three is their motivation. And number four is their price. You pull out those four pillars of pre-qualifying, you're going to have a good understanding whether or not that person will do business with you. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Dean? It's so important. And it's so simple. When you understand that you just need to get this basic information, I think sometimes we'll get People will get caught up and and they want to you know go off track with the seller and talk about the sky and talk about the game and stuff like that. But if you can keep that conversation focused mm-hmm. and build the rapport as you're going through those different topics, the seller is going to give you all the information you need. I call those the puzzle pieces. When you have all the puzzle pieces, you can help solve the problem. It's beautiful. And if you just care enough about that person on the other side of the phone, you care about them and you're not worried about how much money you're going to make, guess what? You're going to be that much more thoughtful about the questions you ask. You're going to be that much more sincere and they're going to feel heard. They're going to feel like you're the right person that's going to solve their problem and they're going to help put that deal together with you. And that's how you get it done. And they're going to think that you're a professional. Yep. Right? And that's so that's so important because people want professionals to help them out of difficult situations. So pre-qualify every single property owner every single time, which leads into lead follow-up. Nike slogan here, just do it. Do it. All right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people that I have talked to over the years that they have no problem hunting for the opportunities and getting the lead, but they don't want to do lead follow-up because they don't want the disappointment that the lead doesn't want to sell or they sold to somebody else or whatever. They ghost them and they don't talk to them ever again. Whatever it is, there's like some disappointment that's built in there. Don't worry about any of that. If you've got a lead, do your lead follow-up. If it's a hot lead, which means that they're going to sell in the next 30 days, talk to them every day. Call them, text, voicemail every single day. If it's a warm lead between 30 and 90 days, they're going to sell that property. I want you to call them every week. And if it's if it's past 90 days, I want you to call them once a month. And you leave a voicemail and a text message every single time. And that's it. You do your lead follow-up and, and, and you make sure that you're communicating and you've got them pre-qualified. The last part, the third part of conversion is your offer presentation. That's when you're going over the negotiating terms of the price and the terms of the sale and boom, you're done. You got a signed agreement. And oh, by the way, if you've pre-qualified enough, built enough, got the puzzle pieces together, you know how to solve their problem. You cater that purchase agreement to that a problem to solve that problem, them signing and working with you is just a natural progression. It's a natural progression. And when you're going and you're sitting down with them and you're putting the the purchase agreement in front of them, just to just as a little little tip for everybody out there that hasn't done it, don't say please sign this. Just say, will you approve this? Ooh, I like that one. Right? It's a little it's nice and soft. That's a yeah. that's a Jerry Norton tip right there. I'm going to write that one down. Will you approve this? Yeah. Guys, guys, these little details are subtle. You might not have heard it, but these little details are the things that make the difference, right? It's, it's the, the intention you have around that conversation. It's the, the, the way that you approach that relationship with the seller. All these little things add up and they're simple little things. It's all just human to human, right? That's what it is. That's it. And now, We've done our lead generation. Yes, we've converted this into a signed agreement. Yes, the third part is exit strategy. And there's only three different exit strategies. There's different techniques with the exit strategies. But Dean, you know as well as I do, you either buy this property and flip it 
you buy this property and hold it or you sell that agreement. That's the beautiful thing about wholesaling that really helps build up a big, healthy, heavy bank account when we're getting started in this business is as soon as you have a signed, uh, I'm sorry, an approved agreement. There we go. Okay. With that property owner, that's an asset. Nobody else can buy that property with those terms. And other investors want to scratch your name off of that purchase agreement and put their name on. And they're willing to pay you for the right to be able to do that. And it can be $10,000. It could be 15. It could be 50. It could be a hundred thousand. It just depends on how much they want that deal and how good of a deal it is. Yeah, man. This is the best business ever. It's so good. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think uh, once I realized, here's one thing that I think people might, might a uh, limiting belief is uh, wholesaling's for newbies, right? Wholesaling isn't the, the best strategy or you're not really investing unless you're, you're flipping or buying rentals. Right. Look guys, wholesaling is an exit strategy in the real estate industry. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a marketing and sales business if you're only doing wholesaling. Yep. But- you are in the real estate business, you're around investment deals. And I have never built my bank account bigger with less headaches, with less risk, without with so much more, less friction, right? All these things than yep. focusing on wholesaling first. Because if you get focused and good at finding good deals that are good for you and for other people, you're you're always going to win. If you're creating yep. win-wins for others, you're always going to win. And then you can, if you're in the position, you have the knowledge and know-how, you can cherry pick those best deals to keep as a rental, to flip. And that's what we do. I love it. A hundred percent. And listen, you can build a business that finds all these deals and sells all these deals without you in the business. That's the whole point. You build the machine up so that you can work on it and not in it. But a lot of people try to do it too fast. You got to earn that right. You mm. got to be an incredible leader. You got to have enough momentum in your business to be able to bring on the best talent to replace yourself in certain roles in that business. And once you do that, then you're just getting passive income. I mean, in, in my business currently right now, Dean, between 40 and 60,000 is sent into my account uh, every single month from my wholesaling business. And every week I do a three hour audit of the leads just because I'm a, I'm a deal junkie with my lead manager and I do a two hour team meeting. So five hours a week is dedicated to this business. Because I set up the machine right. I was able to set up this wholesaling business so that it could run without me and hire people that are way better than me at certain roles in this business. And they go out and absolutely crush it. And they love what they do. And they love being a part of this company. And they love they love building this together. And there's team camaraderie. And it's fantastic. It's the best. I'm telling you, this is the best business of all time. <laughs> It's the best business. You can it go is. out, right? Dean, you know this right now. You could go out, anybody, anybody can go out right now. You can drive down the street. You can go into a neighborhood. You can find properties that need renovation. You can literally with $0, zero apps, zero tools, zero resources, write down the address, pull up on your phone, true people search, mm -hmm. put that address into true people search, and you've got their phone number. You've got the phone number of the owner of that property that needs some love. It needs renovation. You can then be super brave and boil up all of that courage that you have inside of you. And you could call them and ask them if they would consider an offer in their property. That's it. That, that, that's it. That's the whole business. Yeah. And then from there, <laughs> from there, you could you just figure out if it's deal or no deal. And if you're surrounded with people by people that have experience, and there's I'm telling you, this industry is full of go-giving, huge heart uh people that will help you out to make sure that you're not making mistakes, you're off and running. Right now, zero budget, zero experience, zero credit score, zero job history, zero whatever. 
and go out and completely change the financial trajectory of your life and your family's life. Hey, what's up, guys? If you want to learn more about how you can join my community where I'm going to work with you hands-on, make sure you click that link down below. Let's go. Let's talk about that. I think uh, we convince ourselves, I can't get into real estate. I don't have enough money. I can't get into real estate. There's not enough deals. Oh, the market's tough right now. Let's talk about that go-giver mentality, the power of community. Look, there's enough deals for everybody. I'm, yep. I'm, I, I know it. I experience it. Uh, I see your students doing deals. I see my students doing deals. I see all the people we know, students doing deals. We're doing deals ourselves. There's enough deals for everybody, and there will always be more deals. So, what is it that someone has to do to get out of that mindset? How can how can they shift and be in that community of people to say, you know what, there there is enough deals. I I can do this too. Yeah, be dumber. Just be stop overthinking. You're you're just you're setting up excuse after excuse after excuse to try to protect yourself from failure, from rejection, from all of that. The fact is that's the education. Massive imperfect action every single day. It is about progress, not perfection. That's what it's about. It's a, you you can't listen, our income equals the amount of value that we provide. So what value you gonna are you gonna be able to provide today? If you have a nine to five job, you can only provide a certain amount of value to the company. And by the way, the value that you provide to a company is probably five times what they're paying you, maybe 10 times what they're paying you. But when you go out and create a business for yourself, you get all of the return because you're providing all of the value. So go out confidently. And I think, Dean, if people are listening to this and they're following you, they're 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 out there. They're 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 doing stuff. They're savages. They're 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 doing <laughs> deals. They're talking to people. They're getting in uncomfortable situations every single day. You know what I mean? They they're working out, they're exercising, they're staying fit, they're 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 building discipline. And so I think that that's that's what it comes down to. I think everybody has has some experience locked in their brain that they can tap into that mm-hmm. says, you know what? I've done something difficult. I can do this too. I I didn't think I was going to be good at this. And then I did it over and over and over and I stuck with it. And now I'm really good at this, whether it be sports, whether it be piano, whether it be writing, whether it be whatever, yoga, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Business, it, it, it's just, you got to, you got to tap into that confidence. You got to tap into that confidence and just say, listen, I'm only on this planet for a certain amount of time. And I want to be able to control the time that I have left on this planet. And the only way to be able to do that is to make sure that I set up a machine that is providing as much po- value as possible to live the lifestyle that I want. And that's what, that's what entrepreneurs do, baby. So entrepreneurs do Dean, <laughs> man. You had some nuggets right there. Uh, I wanted to yell out, make some noise. Uh, You said it right there, guys. We've all done something. We've Mm -hmm. all done something that was hard where we created value. That's what we need to tap into right there. You can add value into this business right here. And if you can show up and hustle and put in some effort like you have in something else, that's the barrier to entry. There There is no barrier to entry, guys. You can, just like Brent said, drive down the street and look at the house. That's why real estate is so amazing. Everybody experiences real estate. Everybody understands real estate. Mm -hmm. It's just a small little bit of information that people are missing about how they can tap in to the investment opportunities that you can. I'm telling you, if you're out there every single day proactively having conversations with people that own ugly houses, you can go into any meetup group any discord group, any Facebook group, anything, and just say, Hey, listen, I'm talking to a lot of people. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I would love to share some deals with somebody that has some experience. Is there anybody that will help me out? You will find them. You will find them without a doubt. Now, could you do you maybe have to go through a few in the beginning, a few different people to find that like vibe that really resonates with you, right? That energy that re- resonates with you, but that's how you start. 
That's how you start. Anybody can do this. We have people living in Africa doing this. I have 13 students in Tel Aviv, Israel doing this <laughs> while they're going through everything that's going on over there, doing that. They're, they're virtually doing it here. I've got somebody in Belgium. I've got somebody in Australia. I've got people in England. I've got people all over the, the country in every small market, big market. It doesn't matter. You can do this business. All it comes down to is one, finding people that have potential in their property, two, having a conversation, three, making an offer. I love that. You got this, guys. You You absolutely got got this. Yeah. You were touching on something I think is really good for us to to dive into a little bit more. So you talked about uh, your, you know, being in that hustle season, right? Mm -hmm. And, And working through that nine to five job. Tell me what it was like. For, for you and your schedule as you were going through that and what you feel, uh, what you've seen work for your students as they do the same. So just, just so everybody knows, um, in my 20s, I was, I was, I was a complete uh, a-hole, a complete jerk, a complete egomaniac, whatever. I, I wasn't the tallest. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the most handsome, but I wanted to be the most successful, right? I just have that. It was just that, that dog in me that, that like burning desire to like prove myself for whatever reason. And so I went out and I, I, and, and I started creating a real estate brokerage and doing some amazing things, but making really stupid decisions based on ego, buying houses. I never should have buying cars. I never should have, uh, marrying the wrong person, all of these things, all of these mistakes that I made in my twenties. So I really put myself in a hole. I had a judgment, an office lease judgment. I had signed a office lease for a 9,000 square foot property in Scottsdale air park. And, um, I put a personal guarantee on that, that lease. And that was the January, that was January of 2008. Okay. By October of 2008, the whole economic world melted. I could no longer make that payment. So they sued me for $742,000. I had a $742,000 judgment and I was 27 years old. Okay. 27 years old. I have a, I have a $742,000 judgment. My two cars are getting repoed. I just foreclosed on five houses. This is over like a two year period. Okay. So if you're starting with nothing that you are way above where I was, (laughs) I was so in a hole. I was in, I was in, it was, I was in a hole of depression. I was in a hole of, of, of just like, oh my gosh, I screwed everything up, but that turned into the chip on my shoulder. The great, they say, Tom Kroll, my mentor, says the greatest thing. He says, you know, the 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 advantage of rock bottom is it's a strong foundation. And so I clawed out and I clawed out. And the only thing that helped me claw out of that situation was going and talking to people and making offers in their properties and wholesaling those deals and slowly but surely settling that settling that office lease judgment, paying back uh, any any kind of debts that I owed, uh, uh, fixing my credit, you know, starting to really get everything back to just kind of ground zero in my early 30s and then building from there. And I'm just saying, like, you can start this business at any time. You can absolutely do this business at any time. It is really important to understand that you don't have to go through all of that ego. Just do the work, stay focused on the work, be around people that are really caring and that aren't going too crazy with all all the flashy Instagram filter type life and just stay focused on business and you win. You will win. Such a good story. I'm glad you shared that because for me and my story, it's not all too different, you know, was, was on top of the world, living the, the NFL superstar life to starting completely over from scratch and getting started in real estate. Uh, I made some early mistakes, early mistakes. And my first half of my career made several mistakes that set me back to rock bottom both times and had to crawl myself out of it. And I will say the chip on my shoulder got pretty darn big, right? Yep. And uh, I think that's necessary. I think it's necessary to have that drive, that internal drive to really push you because there's going to be times where you get frustrated, where you get, um, you know, in your own head of, of wondering whether you can do this. And that's why it is so important to be around other people. If yep. you're not around other people, guys, this business is lonely. 
Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur is lonely. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's so hard. You, you just can't do it by yourself. You can't do it yourself. And I tried to when I first got started, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until I started opening up and started connecting with more people uh, that, that things started to change, right? So yep. um, such a good story there. So tell me, what what type of things do you like to invest in? Obviously, you love wholesaling, right? Yes. That helps you put money in your bank account. What type of things do you like? I'll tell you what I don't like investing in, rental properties. That's a nightmare. Tell That's me That's an absolute nightmare. Tell By me. the way, listen, if you, if you want to invest in, in, um, in rentals, that's awesome. Just understand you're not going to be living off the cash flow. Nice. Just understand that the cash flow goes right back into that property. Yep. You, even if you get $500 a month or $700 a month in cash flow, you have to understand that a single family property takes between 3500 and five grand per year in upkeep. Okay. There's 3,500 in turnover costs where you're putting in new carpets and paint every time that you turn it over. All right. And every 10 years, every 10 years, uh, the design for the interior of properties changes. Okay. So your house is dated after 10 years. So you have to, if you want complete top dollar of what you're going to get for these properties, you have to completely renovate the property completely every 10 years. Okay. So that's something that people really need to understand. But if you're thinking about it for long-term wealth building, it's a fantastic vehicle. It is not a, you'll get, you'll get wealthy someday. You will get wealthy always if you buy real estate and you hold it for 20, 30 years, but don't buy it thinking that you're going to get the cash flow. You're going to be living off of that cash flow and that cash flow is going to be able to cover all your expenses. That happens when you have them all paid off. Yep. When you got them all paid off, that's a whole different story. That's a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, way to to have great passive income, but it takes a long time to build that up. Me, Dean, this is what I like investing in. I like lending money because I think that the bank is the top of the pyramid. The bank is the top of the pyramid. I mean, if it you is. look at it, the banks, <laughs> the banks win. I mean, the banks do win, and when they don't win, they get bailed out. It's and even crazy. when they don't win, they still win. <laughs> right. It's crazy, the, dude. If, if you really look at how the economic system is set up in this country, the banks always win. So I want to be a part of that. I, I would rather leave a bank to uh, my children than a portfolio of properties. And that's the, that's the that's the path. So I love getting 12% lending money on projects that are local here with really great operators that can do really great projects. Um, I love investing in um, startup businesses in our field. Some people that are building some unique software in our in, in our industry. And um, back before um, Bitcoin was under 20,000, I had a uh, financial advisor that said, buy as much as you can. So I did that. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I mean? And, um, and that's that that's really the path that I have. I don't want to think about rentals. I don't want to manage rentals. I don't want to manage people to manage my rentals. And I think it's a great way to build wealth over a long period of time. Um, And I'll probably own one big building at some point, you know, uh, but owning a bunch of single family rentals seems like an absolute nightmare, especially listen, listen to me. And I'm telling this to everybody. and I'm going to be very aggressive with this. Do not buy properties in non-appreciating areas. Do not do it. But Brent, what about the depreciation? You can save so much on your taxes. No, you can't. Do you know, Listen, do you know how much real estate you have to buy to pay off all your taxes? You have to buy eight times the amount of real estate every single year eight times your personal income every single year to write off all of it. And that's with advanced depreciation, advanced depreciation. Oh, by the way, once you, if you sell that property before that, before that advanced depreciation uh, goes out, you have to pay that back. Mm-hmm. And second mm-hmm. of all, people think that depreciation is, Oh, I have $5,000 worth of depreciation. That means I pay 5,000 less in taxes. No, 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 no. It just reduces your tax basis. So if you have an income of a hundred thousand, it just reduces it to ninety-five. Right. You get tax on that ninety-five, whatever tax bracket you're in. So stop with the nonsense. Let's stop with all of this nonsense of buying really bad houses in the middle of nowhere because they're cheap and they give us great cash flow. You will lose everything. 
you'll lose everything. I'm telling you. And I am 70% Dean, 70% of the deals we do in Phoenix are tired landlords. Mm. We're buying these properties, Dean, for what they bought it for 20 years ago. Right now, 25 years ago, 15 years ago. That's a crazy idea. People need to open up their eyes to this thing and really understand. If you're going to buy rental properties, own them free and clear. Own them free and clear and own them forever. I have never heard someone aggressively talk about it at that length, but there is so much truth to it that it's crazy because the reality is, and I, I tell all my students this and anyone else that asks, don't start investing by flipping a house or buying a rental. You go try to flip a house, you buy the wrong house, you overpay for it, you get the wrong contractors, you use the wrong comps, you're getting wrecked. Yep. You go buy the wrong rental or even the right rental, even the right rental that cash flows your, your special 200, 300, 400 bucks a month. The AC goes out, out of everyone's control. There goes you know, $8,000. Do you have that in reserves, right? Then the tenant mm -hmm. moves out or some issue happens and you have to- How about they stop store. paying? What if they stop paying? You got a victim. There are so many challenges. My, my rental uh, uh, company's bank account does not grow. There's money no. in there for reserves and a healthy mm -hmm. amount, but it doesn't grow despite the tens of thousands of dollars that hits my account as revenue every single month. It doesn't grow because there's always some new expense. There's always some new problem to fix, always. But for me, I did buy it for the retirement plan. And when That's they're right. all paid off, it's going to be a gravy train. But until then, it serves no value to me except for you know small amounts of depreciation and I totally agree with what you're saying. It's not it's not saving you. You're not paying zero dollars, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. People people think if if they get rentals, they can write off everything and not pay any taxes. Listen, Caesar's going to get his money. You know what I'm saying? Pay him to Caesar. I mean, it's right there in the Bible. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you have to understand you can't avoid the taxes, and and everybody has a different strategy. And if you love real estate and you love like putting out fires all the time and you love all that action and you love all that <laughs> surprise, then buy as many rentals as you possibly can. That's fantastic. Go for it. Long-term wealth building, fantastic. I'm just saying buy in really good school districts, buy in real high appreciation areas, buy twice as many properties as you think you need, pay, uh, sell half of them when, when they get to 50% uh, equity, pay off the other ones. And now you've got a bunch of free and clear properties that you can have forever and ever and ever. As long as you're paying your property taxes and you're keeping up with those properties, it's going to be a great long-term investment for you, for sure. But I think being the bank is way, way, way way better. <laughs> I like that. So at what point can someone become the bank? Where, what's, what place do you need to be at in your career, in your financial standing to actually participate and become the bank? Can we talk about that? It just depends. Some people need earnest money, right? And so they lend people earnest money for a deal and they get a return. I need 5,000 for this deal. I know it's a smoking deal. Here's the numbers. I'll give you a thousand bucks if you lend me 5,000 for the next 30 days. Okay. That's one way to start. Another way is you save up some money and you, you, you um, put it into um, a deal that, you know, people are raising funds for. They've got a good track record and you can start getting a nice return on those. You just got to make sure that the paperwork's all set up and the title company does all that. So yeah. I think I think if you're going to get into it, I would say if you really want to get into it, you could start small. But I would say to take it seriously, at least a hundred grand set aside that you can put into some projects with people that you know that are doing some some great flips. And there's always risk involved there. There certainly is. So just make sure that you understand the deals that you're putting in, you're putting your money into. So I want to I want to go back to the to when you're in your hustle season. How do you work around your work schedule? Yes. How does how does someone figure that out? Where where should their time be focused? Uh, what time of the day should they be doing certain types of activities? There's 168 hours, Dean. 168 hours in a week. Okay, 
you can find 20 hours for this business. Mm -hmm. If you're working 40 hours, let's say you work 50 hours. Let's say you work 60 hours a week and you have kids and you sleep, right? You got 60 hours and you sleep seven hours a day, which nobody does. Eight hours a day, which nobody does. That's what, 56 hours, 60 hours of work. You're at 100, 120 hours. You spend 20 hours with your kids. You still have 28 hours for this business, bro. I'm telling you, it's not a time thing. It is a priority thing. It is an absolute priority thing. So mm -hmm. where does it fit into your priorities? If you really want this and you surround yourself with the best people, there is plenty of time to commit to this business. You can call on your lunch breaks. You can call after work. You can call on Saturdays. You can call on Sundays. You can call in the evenings, whatever it takes I am telling you, I have truck drivers. I have people that are full-time in the military. I have people that are nurses and teachers, and they find the time to commit to this business because they want to change their life. They're tired of somebody else controlling their schedule from the time that they were in preschool to the time that they went to high school to the time that they got a job. They are sick and tired of people telling them where they need to be and how long they need to be there. Those are the people that find the time. There, there is a, a unique characteristic, and you can tell when you when you meet someone and they're just searching. They're searching for that something, and it's always freedom. It's always freedom. And uh, it's not for the faint of heart, right, because it is hard. But that's why, again, it all comes back to you get around those other freedom seekers, and it's going to help you get through it. Why? And you said it earlier, and I love it. This is one of the secrets that most people don't realize is when you get around other people, you borrow, you use the word inherit, you borrow their confidence, you mm -hmm. borrow their courage, you borrow their discipline, and that helps put you in the right position and the right, the right mindset. It does. You got you to gotta have your tribe. You gotta have your tribe because you will slip and you will fall and you will you you you'll 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 find excuses to to not make the calls and not be proactive and not search for those deals. Um, but if you're around people that they're all doing it and you want to hang out with these people, you gotta you there's no hiding. That's the best part. You know what I mean? Be around people that are doing exceptional things and you will too, without yeah. a doubt. So tell me what's what's your favorite part of the business now? My favorite part is uh, hanging out with my best friends. They work in my company. People are like, don't do business with friends and family. Yeah, those are the assholes. All right. If you want to be an asshole, don't work with your friends and family. All right. If you want to be, you know, the king, you know, top dog type of thing and you work for me and I'm the boss thing, then don't hire your friends and family. My my best friends and my family work with me. That's the best part. I get to grow businesses with my friends and family. And this year, Dean, was the first year that now we've got to the point where we're paying for health insurance mm. and dental and vision and all those things. How exciting is that? That's exciting. You know what I mean? Like I, I had just nothing. spoke to my partner about that. I had nothing. Ten, I had nothing, um, you know, 13 years ago. That's huge. And now, now it's it's to the point where we can do these exciting things instead of you know Christmas gifts of 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 slippers or or Crocs that I've given out or some little knickknacky thing for Christmas. We get health insurance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The the so, that's, that's the best part. Most most you'll hear advice. Don't don't work with family and friends. Work with family and friends. But if you can work it out, then that says something about you too. Yeah, I mean they're exceptional. They're 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 just exceptional people, and I'm lucky to be around them and to be able to work together with your best friends and family. It is just uh, the the most incredible blessing of all time. So I know I see you spend lots of time with your family. You're you're doing things with sports. You're doing things with you know traveling to your cabin. How cool is it to have a cabin? It's the best. It's the absolute, listen, I, I, I don't remember when it was Dean, but I, I, I saw something or it was a, it was a reel or something, some sort of post. And it was saying that the happiest people spend the least amount of time at their house. 
All right. And I thought that that was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting that it's just getting out, right, being out and about. And so uh, I live in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. If you drive two hours north, you're in uh, the mountains, right? And it's snowing and it's pine trees and everything. There's no desert. It's it's beautiful. And so one, I feel like I can connect better um, with with uh, with the creator. Uh, you know, not to get religious here, but I feel more uh, just lighter and I can yep. connect more, you know, walking through a field or, or or walking through pine trees or just looking up at the stars or whatever else. Um, and two, um, my oldest son, Seamus, he's 12. He's nonverbal autistic and he has a lot of challenges with uh, a lot of different situations and a lot of and, and really big groups of people and being out in a cabin with a with just kind of wide open land he's just really really happy and really at home there and that just fills me up um because it's a it, it is it is wild if you don't have a special needs child you, you you don't really understand but if you do you you understand that um the life is life is much different life is much different and and there's there's uh incredible challenges to that and and i feel like when we when we're able to go to the cabin it it, it lightens the load a bit and then and, and we just love it we love skiing and snowboarding and we love uh you know taking our electric mountain bikes everywhere and walking around and going on hikes so it's just the best yeah it's just a chance to connect and and kind of unplug from um you know, the, the it's just a different kind of um, environment yep. uh, to be able to to plug into. I love that. That's amazing. Well, yep. dude, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I've been fired up since we got it scheduled. Uh, I I just I should have known you would have brought a football, right? I should have known <laughs> you were That's ready right. for it. I'm ready for the it. assignment. Um, so I can't wait to see it in person next. As a matter of fact. Uh, we'll, we'll air this episode before, but we have you as one of the headline speakers at the Deal Champs Summit coming up April 19th and 20th in uh, in Fresno, California, Table Mountain Casino. So that's going to be an incredible event. Can't miss it. The lineup that we have is insane. Insane. So it's going to be an incredible event and you're going to be a big part of it. So uh, wh- where can people find you? Where do you like people to connect with you? Well, it's my honor to be able to speak uh, to your audience uh, now and and uh, live. Um, you, we put a lot of love and attention and um, instruction into our YouTube channel. So just Brent Daniels on YouTube. Um, Wholesaling Inc. We have a bunch of resources if you need anything there. And then um, Real Brent Daniels at Instagram. You already hit that in the, in the beginning of the show. But uh, either way, you can find me for sure. Amazing. What a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Can't wait to continue to find more ways to add value to more people as uh, I know that's both of our passions. So been a pleasure. And until next time, peace.